listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast with Paula B. And this is episode number 46, Wanting More for Yourself. Hello, 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 my friends, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Fitness Matters Podcast, where we talk about the fitness matters that matter to you. Today, we are talking about wanting more for yourself, which might not on its surface actually sound like a fitness matter, but I was thinking about this somewhat recently, and I honestly, I don't even remember what it was exactly that triggered this line of thought for me. But I, I notice, I notice sometimes that we, all of us, we have this, this sense of what's enough. And we've talked about this in the terms of like exercising enough and drinking enough water. And I have a whole podcast about, are you doing enough? And I'll refer that to you, of course, you know, you know, when I talk about any of these things, unless this is your first podcast, if this is your first podcast, hello, hi, I'm Paula B. I often refer you to other podcasts. And if I do so, there will always be a link in the show notes, the description box, the whatever, wherever you're watching or listening there's always a way to get to the other episode. I will tell you though, the links that I provide, generally speaking, it is a link to the video on YouTube, which, I mean, to be blunt, it's kind of boring. It's just the picture of the, you know, the graphic that I make for each episode. It doesn't show me or have me doing anything. It's not very exciting. It's not really a video, but it is a way to find out what episode number it is. And then you can always search for it on whatever podcast platform you listen on. And if you do listen on a specific platform, I highly encourage you to subscribe to that platform so that you can find a way to get to other episodes really easily. I I think that tends to be the easiest way. I'm not super familiar with a lot of different podcast platforms. I use the iTunes one, the, just the podcast app. Um, I know that, I know that Spotify is pretty easy also, and this really has nothing to do with my topic today, so I'm going to get move on. But the point is, you always have access to other episodes. And in that episode, really specifically, we were talking about how your, your monkey brain often thinks that you need to be doing more, specifically in the case of exercise. When we use the word enough, we don't think there's ever enough. And this is really the problem with the word enough is that we, we all have this sense of almost like an all or nothing. Because in terms of how much each individual of us is allowed, and that was heavy use of air quotes. In fact, I even used air quotes with my hands, even though you can't see me. There is a sense that somebody else might have enough money or enough success or enough love or enough whatever, fill it in as though, as though we live in a world where there's only so much to go around. Now, this is, this is true to a certain extent, but also honestly, the world we live in is so abundant so resourceful, so capable of, in many ways, renewing itself. I mean, this is a whole other topic. I'm I'm not even sure why I'm getting off onto this topic, except for the fact that this is 
a little soapbox of mine about searching for renewable resources because because we have so many of them. The fact is we don't need to keep using as a society resources that are not renewable. There are so many renewable resources that we could use. And, and this is what I'm going to tell you about other things that we think that we can't have very much of. We as a society tell each other that there's a certain amount that's enough that we can each have. I remember as a very young child wanting more. I mean, just literally across the board, I wanted more of just about everything. And I vividly remember a couple of times in my childhood, and I'm sure there were plenty more just based on my own my own mindset issues as an adult. I'm sure I received this message numerous times that that wanting more was bad, that wanting more for myself was selfish, that wanting more for myself detracted from other people, that wanting more for myself made me not a very good person. And as an adult, I got very curious about this message, as I think you should too, which is the point. (laughs) Finally, here we go with the point of today's podcast about really digging deep into why you might want more for yourself and really specifically how that is a fantastic gift to yourself and the world. Wanting more for yourself is possibly one of the nicest things that you can do for other people. But there's a caveat. Here comes the big but. Hey, speaking of speaking of references to other podcasts, I was thinking about this one the other day. Somebody said something or other, and all I heard in their sentence was the big but. <laughs> I, I couldn't get past it. I was like, do you hear what you just said? Which, of course, I didn't say. But I, I was thinking it to myself. I, I think I was, I'm pretty sure I was listening to a podcast or a video. I don't remember what it was, but I all I heard was the big butt. The big butt, my friends, the big butt is the thing that changes the nature of the sentence. This is not this is not me calling you names or anything. I do have a link for you in the description or the show notes to listen to the episode about the big butt. This is this is one of those semantics of language where when we parse out the things that we are saying to ourselves and to other people, that's really important to notice in yourself. As as you start as you start making these changes in your life in your mindset and thinking about the way you are thinking and speaking about yourself and your life you will notice the word but the word but is the most important part of your sentence when you say i want something but i can't have it the part of your sentence that your brain hears and believes is the thing that came after the but. I want something, but I can't have it. So what you actually hear, what you operate from is the but I can't have it part. Here's what I'm going to tell you about wanting more for yourself, but wanting more for yourself for me when I was younger. And honestly, up until 
kind of recently, kind of recently when I started doing this mindset work and really started digging into the things that I want and why I want them and what it means for me and what I think about myself and how I feel about myself and why I do the things that I do and why I don't do the things that I don't do. That that whole world of discovery has been pretty recent in my life. And what I've noticed is that even though I always wanted more, I mean, again, some of my earliest memories are of wanting more. I wanted to know more. Somebody would say something. This is the silliest recollection. I remember being, how old would I have been? 11 12, maybe, kind of young, pretty innocent. I mean, rather innocent in terms of just worldliness and and everything. I was visiting my dad one summer, so it was after my parents got divorced, so I had to have been at least 10. And I remember my dad was having like a dinner party, maybe, with friends. I know that there were, I know that there were adults and that I was not supposed to be listening. <laughs> this is the part that I remember. And they were talking about Fleetwood Mac. And I remember somebody, I don't think it was my dad, but I don't remember for sure, but somebody was saying something about Mick Fleetwood being the world's ugliest drummer or something like this. Like, like I don't even remember what the specific comment was or how it had anything to do with anything. And this was long, long before the internet existed, long before there was easy access to any kind of information. I knew who Fleetwood Mac was. I mean, I've always liked music and they were super popular in the 70s and this would have been at most like the early 80s. So like I knew who he was, but I didn't, I didn't really understand the context of what they were talking about. And later I was, I don't even know how I was looking it up. I think I was looking through my dad's record albums or something because I wanted to see Mick Fleetwood. And my dad caught me and he's like, oh, you just had to know all about that, huh? And he was kind of laughing. It wasn't, it wasn't mean. I took it as, I took it as embarrassment. I felt embarrassed that I wanted to know more, that I wanted to know what was going on. But, but I remember that feeling of wanting more, wanting to understand more, wanting to be part of things, wanting more for myself than what I had. And in that rather specific, weird memory is also that feeling of being embarrassed about it, being kind of ashamed about it and being kind of teased for it. Like, like you shouldn't want more where you are should be enough for you. When I first started running, I remember I remember learning how to run and being so excited. And after that initial, oh my gosh, I can't believe I can even do this, kind of, you know, made its way through me. I'm not going to say it wore off. I still actually feel really amazed. Sometimes I still, when I pick up to a run, I'm like, wow, I can do this. <laughs> like, I had, I had 37 years of thinking that I couldn't run. I still, after almost 15 years, I still, I'm kind of amazed that I can. It's kind of impressive to me. But anyways, I know that no sooner had I learned how to run and gotten my breathing under control and felt good about it, I knew I wanted more. I wanted to run more. I wanted to run farther. I wanted to run faster. I wanted to be better than I was. I wanted more. 
I remember as a very young child, and I think I've shared this story with you before in the context of, of other thoughts that I've had, but I remember as probably, probably a seven-year-old, I remember being handed our weekly allowance. And my brother, who is five years older than me, and my sister, who is, well, was three and a half years older than me, they got more allowance. We used to get an allowance based on our age. It was a nickel times your age. So if I was making at seven years old, oh my gosh, I'm going to try and do math. If I was seven years old, I was making 35 cents. My brother at 12 years old was making whatever 12 times five is. (laughs) Is that 70 cents? I don't know. I should really, I really should have done that math beforehand. In any event, he was making more than me and I was mad. I remember being really indignant about that. Like I'm putting in the same amount of work. I want more. And I, I probably didn't Well, no, I might have at that age still expressed anger and frustration, although I also might not have. Again, I learned from a very early age how to, how to hold myself back because I was taught that it's not okay to want more. But here's the thing about wanting more. As a young child and as a young adult, and even as a full-grown really capable of understanding things, woman. Part of why I wanted more for myself was feeling like I needed to prove something, feeling like I needed to show somebody, somewhere, something about me that would make me worthy. I felt like there was something that I could do or be or have that would finally prove for some, I mean, seriously, some invisible audience. It wasn't somebody specific. I mean, in some instances, I'm sure I was thinking that, you know, it would prove my worthiness to my dad. It would prove my worthiness to my siblings. It would prove my worthiness to the world, whatever. But there was, there was that invisible thing that I felt that was, that was really a big hole inside of me that I have now come to understand was the gaping hole of my self-worth, my feeling of self-worth. And I wanted more, 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 more of truly, honestly, at some points in my life, everything, more food, more success, more money, more self-destructive things. I'm not going to, I'm not going to list them all. You can, you can just picture it. I know. I know if you, if you had a childhood and a a young adulthood like me, you might have done some things too, that you wanted more, more, more. Those were very self-limiting, thank goodness. But, but throwing things down that hole, the hole that has no bottom of my feeling of self-worthiness never, never filled it up. It always gave me more wanting. I always and still wanted more with this feeling of unhappiness that I was never going to have enough, that there would never be enough, that, that me having what I wanted was detracting from somebody else. It was, in fact, kind of almost a vicious cycle of wanting more, but feeling like me having more would be worse for everybody, but I still wanted more. It 
it fueled this feeling of of feeling bad about myself, of feeling unworthy. And somewhat recently, it occurred to me through different things that I have read and different things that I have learned for myself and different thoughts that I have uncovered for myself from a couple of different places. And I've, I've shared the resources with you before. I've shared the Life Coach School and I've shared the, the money mindset work that I started with from Denise Duffield Thomas. And I'll share links again, again, in the description box or show notes or whatever. I'll have links to them. I found both of them to be really instrumental and pivotal in my self-awareness journey, but I had this thought that maybe my self-worth didn't come from out there, that nobody else could give me self-worth, that nobody else needed to be proven of my self-worth, that maybe I, in and of myself, was already worthy And this is something that at the time was incredibly novel for me, that it was mind blowing to consider that I could simply be worthy by existing, that I really felt like I had to chase after something. I had to prove something. I had to have something. I had to do something. I had to give something. I had to be something that there was something outside of me that could both give me self-worth and prove my self-worth, that I could use to prove my self-worth. But when I came to this understanding that possibly, maybe, it could be that my self-worth came from, A, inside myself, but also simply from myself, not even something I had to do or be or show or anything, but simply the fact of my existence deemed me worthy. And then I'm going to go ahead and put you in that sentence. The fact of your existence deems you worthy. You are worthy. And here comes the word that's going to throw you off your game. You deserve what you want for yourself. The deserving part I got real tough, didn't it? <laughs> you you were almost on board with the worthy. You were like, yeah, I believe that kind of. I've heard it before. I'd like to believe that. It's a good thought. And then I said, you deserve. Then I'm going to say it for myself. I deserve anything I want. I deserve the things that I want for myself. You deserve the things that you want for yourself. I know how much that brings up for you. I know how much it brought up for me. This is why I actually started our conversation talking about the resources that we actually all have, that there is an abundance of anything you could want that does not take away from other people. Really specifically, I know, I mean, for me, again, I started this whole, this whole self-improvement journey talking about money. I know that we think money is really finite. I know that we think that you can only have so much of it. Thankfully, that is untrue, but also really specifically talking about fitness 
matters. It is wildly clear that you being a healthy weight does not take away anything from anyone in any manner. It very clearly adds to the world when you want to be healthy for yourself. You, in fact, use fewer resources. You will use less gas in your car. You will wear out your shoes and clothes slower. You will wear out mattresses slower. You will, you will use less of things, of all kinds of things. Being a healthy weight, wanting that more for yourself, does not take away from anybody. Wanting more for yourself in terms of fitness goals that you might have. Being more fit, running a 5K or a marathon, lifting heavier weights, that certainly does not take away from anyone else. I know you're probably thinking about time. If I train for a marathon or a 5K or something, that means I'm selfish because I'm taking time away from my kids. I know we've had this conversation before, but I'm going to tell you again. When you take time for yourself, it is a weirdly almost renewable resource. Taking a little bit of time for yourself gives you so much more presence when you are with other people, that it is not a one-for-one, minute-by-minute comparison. You cannot cannot even begin to compare the 20 minutes that you're going to go run with the 20 minutes that you will then be able to focus on and pay attention to your loved ones or your job or your whatever. It, It simply clears your mind in a way that nothing else does. When you can focus on yourself, when you let yourself do something that you want more for yourself, you'll be, you'll be a million times better for everybody else. But here's the real reason. Here's, here's the real reason why I want you to want more for yourself. And we already, we already explained the, the but, but you can't want more for yourself from a place of trying to prove yourself worth. When you want more for yourself simply because you know you are already worthy, you will add to the world. You will also, and this is the part that I think is so, so, so important, you will also learn things about yourself that you cannot learn any other way. Here's why wanting more for yourself benefits everybody. When you want more for yourself, and yes, another way of thinking about this is when you set a goal for yourself, but I really specifically (laughs) did not call it that because I know that word goal throws you off sometimes. I know that starts to feel like, like almost pressure in a weird way, but when you want more for yourself, you have to dig deep and figure out where that more is coming from. It's not coming from somebody else. It's not coming from a resource that doesn't get renewed. It doesn't take away from anybody else. It's already inside you. But you got to dig it up. Here's what I learned about wanting more from running. Wanting to run faster. Wanting to run farther. 
Mile 42, Paula, is very different from mile one, Paula. Mile 42, Paula, has to find a reserve of mental strength that doesn't get pulled on at any other point in time, except for the fact that it actually gets pulled on all the time. When you go somewhere that you have never gone before physically, when you lift something really heavy, when you travel farther than you've traveled before, when you bike ride more than you thought you could do, when your legs are weary, but your heart is still strong, you have to find something inside of you that moves you forward. And that thing, that thing that you find in those long, deep, big miles you will actually call on every single day. That thing that I found at mile, whatever it was, I want to say 47. I, again, I'm going to refer you to a really specific podcast where if you don't mind talk about bodily functions and kind of gross stuff, and it is a rather long one, but it's, it's in my opinion, it's a really good story. I, I, the story of my ultra marathon struggle where I learned a lot about myself when I was running my 110K. I learned a lot about what I'm capable of. What I learned that day, I use every single day. I didn't actually feel like recording a podcast this morning, but I knew I wanted to, and I knew mile 47 Paula has shown me that I can do anything. Of course I can do this. Of course I can make myself stand up, walk into the closet and start recording a podcast. It's not difficult, but I would have rather sat on the couch. But learning that about myself didn't come from not pushing myself outside my comfort zone. It didn't come from being super happy with the way everything is. And let me just um, super quickly, let me take a little side tour here and tell you that this is one of the problems with wanting more for yourself is that there is an edge of presumably judgment from other people, but maybe even judgment from yourself where it feels like, shouldn't you be grateful for what you already have? Wanting more for yourself has literally nothing to do with being grateful for what you already have. Literally nothing. You can do both. You can be insanely grateful for what you have and want more for yourself. It's not a but in that sentence. You can have both. You can be both. Being grateful honestly has almost nothing to do with wanting more for yourself. And that is what I am kind of trying to prove here about when you want more for yourself, what you learn is gratitude. It actually gives you more things to be grateful for and shows you how gratitude works in your life in a really different and more abundant way. Wanting more success for myself Of course, I'm grateful for every single subscriber I have. Of course, I'm grateful for every single person who leaves a nice comment. Wanting more, wanting to offer more has brought me to a place where I have to stretch my skills every time I turn on the camera. I have to think harder about how I can be valuable to you, how I can give you what you want and need. 
Wanting more success means that when I'm thinking about these podcasts, I'm not just, oh, I guess I'll talk about something or other. I mean, I kind of (laughs) am. I've told you that. I don't take a lot of extensive notes, but I do actually spend, I'm going to say at least an hour and sometimes more. I mean, here and there, it depends. I I think about it when I'm running. I think about when I'm in the shower. I think about when I sit down and do make some notes. I think about the podcast way more often than you realize. I think about what I'd like to give you, what I'd like to impart to you, and what I'd like you to take away from it so much more than when I was simply trying to have success for success's sake. When I was trying to have success for the sake of proving, there's my heavy air quotes again, that I'm worthy, proving that I'm successful to my invisible, unknowing, and never satisfied audience of nobody, I... I couldn't give the way I give now. I wasn't thinking about it that way. I was thinking about trying to have more for more's sake. But now, wanting more success, it's because I want to help you more. I want to be more for more people. When I wanted to lose more weight, I know, I know that that brought up for a lot of people because boy, did I hear about it, that I shouldn't want more for myself, that I was already thin enough, that I should love my body the way it is. And I do and did love my body, just so we're super clear. That's a soapbox. But I wanted to lose some weight because I knew that there was something to learn there. I wanted more for myself because I knew that there was more to learn, that I could only learn from being in that position of changing my body on purpose. Changing your body on purpose has so many lessons for you. Like, I know some of you who have lost weight or are losing weight, I know you know there are lessons to be learned, not the least of which is patience, not the least of which is perseverance, not the least of which is consistency, not the least of which is loving your body exactly as it is and wanting more for it. When you want more for the purpose of learning more about yourself, for the purpose of giving more to yourself and to other people, for the purpose of having more to give, wanting more for yourself is the greatest gift that you can give yourself. It is the greatest gift that you can give your family and the people you love. Wanting more for yourself is not selfish. It's not self-centered. It is, it is, in my opinion, the reason we're here. I actually legitimately, and we kind of talked about this when we talked about setting goals way back at the beginning of the year. I, I told you, and you can, you can fit this into your thought model about how the world and the universe and God and whatever else works. I truly personally believe that at least one of the reasons we are here is to want more. We're supposed to want more because of what we can gain out of it and what we can give from it. This one was a lot to think about, I know. 
They always are. They always are. This is my gift to you. The, the gift of thought, the gift of digging deep into yourself and deciding what this means to you. And of course, I hope you'll share. What more do you want for yourself, Killer Bee? Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you again soon. Mm-hmm.